if you truly just want like a very simple world mm-hmm. with with some fun, quirky characters yep. and a nice, lighthearted romance, this is your book. My soul is too dark for it, though. Welcome to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked. And Jake is joining us today to talk about a book which he described as just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a little I feel like that's a little unfair to this book, which I think a lot of people really enjoy. Should I name it? I should name it, probably. Yes. Yeah, probably. So it's uh, The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Clune. And I actually came across this book because we will be doing some programming to be determined, whether that's just a, a display or something, I'm not certain, for Gulf Coast Reads, which is sort of a, it's not quite a consortial, well, I guess it is. It's a program that the that one of the programming librarians with Harris County helps coordinate, and it's basically just to help it's to the idea is to have everybody in the Houston, not Houston area, the entire Texas Gulf Coast region read the same book so that, you know, you have sort of a common touchstone for people to maybe talk about or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this book was selected for it. It is. Should I just describe it? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay. I, I'm very interested because I've read The House in Cerulean Sea and oh, I was just have? like, that was Gulf Coast Reads. Yeah. <laughs> now now yeah. I really want to hear it because I think this discussion is going to be juicy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's so Katie, you're the teen librarian. Did it seem like a YA read to you? It was very YA-esque, very like discovering myself. And, and yeah. like, I, I think there was also a very like charming, like cutesy tone to it. Yes. Yeah. It was extremely cute. Okay. So mm-hmm. the story there is, <laughs> there's in this universe, there is a department in charge of magical youth and they essentially run a series of orphanages. And the main character is a functionary, kind of like a bureaucrat for the department in charge of magical youth. And it's his job to sort of go in and inspect these orphanages and see if they're like just running properly, if the kids are being cared for appropriately. And of course, the the kids in these orphanages are are magical creatures. So like in the in the orphanage that he goes to for the bulk of the book, there's there's a sprite, there's a gnome, there is a were Pomeranian, so mm-hmm. werewolf that changes into a Pomeranian. There is a wyvern, and then there's like a gelatinous thing, kind of like a starfish and a jellyfish crossed together. Still, like, I back up a second. I'm still yeah. amazed that this was selected for Gulf Coast Reads. It's That's very <sighs> divergent from their usual yes. pick. It's yeah, I know. Last year. They did something almost sort of... Well, I know it was written by the person who just wrote Silvia Moreno-Garcia, I think oh, is her name. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh, Gods of Jade and Shadow? Yes. Uh-huh. And I know her most recent book is like a horror yes, novel. Yes, Mexican Gothic. Yes. So I was kind of like, okay, this is certainly a departure from that. But yeah, we all we, we had chosen... We had read a few different books in preparation, and this was the one that we got. So after, after voting, and I, I should say, maybe it seems a little bit different because we actually opened voting to the public... Um, oh, as an organization. Oh, okay. yes. Interesting. Is this the so, first year that they did that? Yes. And this okay. is, that was sort of in honor of their 10 year anniversary. Okay. They, they collected votes from the public to see what they would want to read. And so we had narrowed it down to three. And then this was the one that was chosen. It is romance. I mean, so not really a spoiler at all, but there's romantic tension between sort of the this caseworker, Linus, who is a very like by the book pencil pusher bureaucrat mm-hmm. um, who goes to see Arthur Parnassus's orphanage. And there's like romantic tension between the two of them. And like, that's cute. It's, it's fun yeah. to watch. There are just several for me. 
you know, there's a Ware Pomeranian. Linus has a, a Victrola. Of course. Yes, he has a Victrola. <laughs> and whenever he does something, he's like, come on, old boy. And I'm like, part of me, and I know this is like a fantasy universe, but I was like, where and when are we? They're definitely like, British. Are they? You, you can tell because the name of the <laughs> the name of the people who are in charge are extremely upper management, which is the most British right. name for something ever. Mm-hmm. I, I actually looked up to see if TJ Klune was from the UK once, and I cannot remember... From Oregon, yeah, that's yeah, so- the thing. Like, like, but I'm pretty sure they're British. But it was very strange. I listened to the audiobook, and mm-hmm. you would hear all of these like kind of like British turns of phrase, but yeah. it would just be with an American accent. And I was like, this just sounds wrong, and it feels wrong. It, and so those those ticks tell me like to me are like. I am trying to be cute. Like, yes. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um, no, there's a reason I described it as cute. <laughs> yes. And so, like, I, a lot of the librarians who in Gulf Coast Reads really, really like this book. And I know a lot of people really, really like this book. And it is very heartwarming and uplifting. But I am so dead and cold on the inside that it, I would not have continued reading this book if it weren't for the fact that I'm doing something for a program yeah. for it. So <laughs> I, I think this book definitely has a certain kind of audience. Like, uh-huh. and the person who is in that audience will probably really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's good if you want like an escape or if you want something like nice to read that will make you think like, oh, people aren't that bad. Uh-huh. But if you want something with a lot of like meat to it, maybe not, maybe not this. Yeah, that was. And, and so like there's there's it's like a very, you know, lighthearted little romance that kind of plays out all of the kids they live on this they live on the island but then like the community and i'm blanking like there's like they have to take a ferry to get to the, yeah they live on an island and then there's like mm-hmm. a like a coastal town that's right. near them that's pretty small uh-huh yeah. and they like don't like them and i should say there's like there are some like it's not completely like fluff like so yeah. the governmental agency puts up these you know see something say something signs about the magical creatures and there's like themes talking about sort of prejudice against them the people in the coastal town don't really like them like that the magical creatures exist in such proximity so there you know there are some political themes that you can read into it if you choose to and that might be really refreshing for for some people so it's not i'm it's not pure fluff yeah. i should say <laughs> so i'm guessing you s- the majority of the population is normal doesn't have like magical abilities and stuff right mm-hmm. okay correct yeah there aren't yeah there aren't tons of them and and i had actually i read somewhere online you know find your source that it was sort of inspiration was taken from Canadian policies towards First Nations people mm-hmm. okay. and also from, well, border resettlements going on in the United States right now. I would need to find a citation, but you can very easily read into it yeah. that that sort of thing just because it's, um, I mean, it's right there. These children are being sort of taken by a government agency and plopped somewhere else for their safety, you know, in scare quotes. Yeah. It also has a little bit of the theme that you can't like operate as a cog in a machine and be unaware of the effect that you have. Right. Because one of the big things about Linus, Linus or Lionel? Linus. Linus Mm -hmm. is that he has shut down orphanages before and he does it because he does care about the kids. Mm -hmm. He wants them to be in a place that is safe and, and a place that doesn't take advantage of them or abuse them. But never thinks, what happens to these children mm-hmm. when I've shut down, like, the only people willing to take care of them and they get sent on their way? So there's a little bit of, I guess, introspection that he has to do and maybe think, 
I can't be unbiased. This is not a career that I can be unbiased in because right. there are people's lives at stake. Yeah. So I guess it's not, it's not 100% fluff, like you said, but yeah. it definitely will leave you, I think, with a feeling of fluff if that mm-hmm. is something you want. There is like, so it's a journey of self-discovery. And, you know, I think dialogue is actually quite good between Linus and Arthur. But if you're looking for a lot of like really hard plot points that are going to keep you going, they're not there. But that's, you know, I I think it's way more about like the characters interaction because there aren't Mm -hmm. many things that you can draw points to in the plot. And on top of that, they're kind of alone for a lot of time, like they're secluded on the island with the kids. So you're really focusing on like the relationships he's forming with these kids, even the ones that scare him. Mm hmm. Uh, even the ones who are gelatinous oozes that yes. want to be bellhops. Bellhops. Yes. yes, he wants to be a bellhop. That actually I find, I find charming. It was very cute because um, he was just like, I just want to help people and yeah. I want them to like me. Uh-huh. So that was that was a cute selection. And then I will, there's there's another kid in the orphanage. Did I mention that he's, he's the Antichrist? Yeah. And so he has some, he likes to say things to shock people. So he does mm-hmm. have some kind of delightful outbursts that take this from being something that you could absolutely judge just be a children's novel to something that like maybe is YA. <laughs> maybe can't be. <laughs> yeah, he says a few things that children probably shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have in their novels. <laughs> but it's cute. It's it's yeah. also cute. So um, And it's very clear that he's acting out like a normal kid would. No time do you actually think like, oh, he's evil. The whole yeah. point is that he's not. Like mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And still, once again, it circles back to that sounds very cute. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves a good, cute read. So since this sounds kind of character-driven, tell us a little bit about Arthur's character. So he cares, like, deeply for all of the kids there. And it is implied early on, I'm not going to spoil things, that he himself is maybe not totally, like, a normal human. Okay. <laughs> so he, he... And he seems to also have, like... A keen awareness for everything going on on the island is the other thing. I think a big part of his character is that Linus doesn't see a lot of him, like doesn't know a lot of him. He's very mm-hmm. like mysterious. Yes. And I think the downside of that mystery is that you really don't get to see him much as a person until until the end of the novel. Right. And even that's just like telling you his backstory. It's not necessarily interactions with him that would lead you to understand him as a person. It's more like X, Y, Z happened to me. And mm-hmm. that's who I am. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, like, so he's like a firm, but caring, caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say firm, but like occasionally playful caretaker. Yeah. Okay. For the kids. And he kind of has, he has help from the island's sprite, Mrs. Chapelwhite. Mm-hmm. Ms. Chapelwhite, excuse me. So she kind of also serves as the, as a caretaker at the orphanage. And uh, she is magic. She is an island sprite. <laughs> so she can apparently like control winds around the island and that kind of thing. That's handy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then, so then that kind of like brings in another point. Like if you are also looking for like cool magical powers in action, I would say they're not all that important to the plot here. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah. Like the fantasy aspect is just kind of like some sprinkles on top. Yeah, it's it really not is. Really the yeah. point. Mm-hmm. One big thing in the novel that was occasionally like, weird to read is like how much the town people hate these children yes and i get that one of them is the antichrist and that brings a lot of baggage even Mm -hmm. if you've never met the child but like it was very weird to read scenes of like full hordes of adults like screaming Mm -hmm. and like insults at small children but i guess that's the point yeah so like 
they're they're like bad. They're like bad people in the town. You know yeah. what I mean? And like all the people on the island are like good people. So in terms of storytelling, sometimes that's like very, very useful. And there are like key town members that are like converted to the side of good people mm-hmm. and and use their power in the community to if not bring them over to the other side, at least harangue them into silence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it very heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> the you know, through the powers of through the powers of friendship and exposure, some of the townspeople do come around yeah. to being nice to the kids. I would say it's shallow but not in a bad way kind of like when you just want to like lounge in the like the little like like river that takes you around a park oh, yes. yeah, yeah. And do you don't you, lazy... you don't want to do anything crazy you don't want to swim laps you just want to lounge uh-huh. and be take, entertained take yeah. this to the beach okay. you know yeah if you truly just want like a very simple world mm-hmm. with with some fun quirky characters yep. and a nice light-hearted romance this is your book my soul is too dark for it, though. That's like... <laughs> this is a very fair assessment. The romance isn't, like, super romantic, I don't think. No. Like, Mm-mm. it's very much, like, some tension, like, some, like, mutual attraction. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like, maybe, like, a holding hands and a kiss. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not, like, extra spicy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, not really like some of our romance books that we review. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So that's it's no kissing the coronavirus. That's, that's my preference. No, not <laughs> kissing the coronavirus. But you know, this is very, this is very tame. Yeah. Very, very tame. Well, I have to ask, what happens to the kids once they age out? Well, so that's kind of like a spoiler. A little bit. Okay. But they do. So like they 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 like it's mostly mentioned that they just like go out. So the kid who wants to be a bellhop. They're all the time kind of talking about him as a tragic figure because they're like, who would hire this gelatinous ooze with eyeballs on stocks as a bellhop? I know. Yes. So it's sort of implied that when they do go out into the world, they things also aren't. They're like limited positions that Mm -hmm. they're like able to Mm -hmm. to keep down. Yeah. Yes. If you like a a hopeful novel, I will say that it ends with the idea (laughs) of changing the system. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So... So you you end thinking like maybe he will be a bellhop one maybe day. Maybe he will be a bellhop. <laughs> the world is changing. Yes. Uh huh. And he's a very he's a mostly good bellhop in the house. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Maybe a little aggressive. Yeah. Sometimes he loses stuff, but you yeah. know, <laughs> he definitely wants the tip. Knows that's part of the job. So yeah. That's appeal, <laughs> man. Uh huh. So how about you tell us in closing a little bit about the Gulf Coast Reads? I know it's a little bit undecided, but when is the official event kicking off? I have a meeting in a couple months. (laughs) But it's October-ish, right? Yeah, it's October-ish, yeah. And so just be on the lookout for that programming coming up. And we will, as far as I know so far, the people from Harris County are saying that we will at least have something virtual with TJ Klune. Okay. So if we do want to see something with the author, then our patrons or our listeners will be able to log in for that. So is this the official Gulf Coast read? Like it's already been chosen. Official selection for Gulf Coast read. This is the only time I've read the Gulf Coast read before. Yes, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Before it's announced. Yep. So. And there you have it. If you want to check it out before October and before the at least virtual author event, you know the title now. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing us the Gulf Coast Read Selection. Mm -hmm. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.